Welcome to Coaching Sales with Mike and Cody, the podcast for business owners who want to attract, train, and manage multi-million dollar sales teams. Mike Mark is the founder and Cody Morris is the client success director of CoachingSales.com, a sales consultancy that helps business owners get off the phone and go from six to seven figures in under six months. And now, here's your hosts, Mike and Cody. So we got the guys from clients and community here with you guys this week. Uh, They are masters at growing their Facebook group. They have really started to accelerate things in a big way. And so obviously this whole group's about getting your high ticket coaching or your agency to seven figures. And these guys are clearly on the trajectory. Um, I mean, when do you guys think you'll be there? You should be there soon. I'm just curious when do you guys think you're projected to hit it? Yeah. So May will, will be our first six figure month, um, next month. And so, yeah, within we'll be, we'll be on like a six fit or a seven figure run rate probably starting next month. There you go, dude. That's awesome. Um, yeah. and then just where were you guys at before you brought in the sales reps and started working with us? Yeah. Yeah. We were running into some massive problems, man, before starting to work with your team. So basically we run all of our stuff through Facebook groups and we'll talk a little bit of kind of about what we're doing here in a little bit. Uh, but we ran into a situation to where Stapes was basically doing all of the setting, uh, Chris Stapleton there. I was doing all of the closing and we had more leads than we had like time to communicate with all the leads. So it was basically, we just had so many sales that were just getting dropped every single day. You know what I mean? Yep. To where it's like, because on top of selling, we're also running a company. And so we didn't even have time to like follow up with people. It's basically like if they didn't purchase on the call, it's like it's over. Like we don't have time. We had no systems for any of that. And so uh, we're like, let's start, you know, looking to kind of start bringing on some of our own sales guys. So we hired one guy who was kind of like a friend of ours. And some of you guys might know how that story goes. You know what I mean? (laughs) A little slow getting going. And so we're like, what are we going to do? And then we were referred to you by, by one of our friends who's, who's a client of your guys is a lyric. And he's like, you know, Mike, Mark, their team is the best. We're like, we've got to, we got to bring this team on. So we started working with you guys. I don't, maybe three, four weeks ago, we brought on two guys pretty much right away who are just absolute rock stars and we couldn't be happier. They're starting, uh, we started them off setting for their first week or two. They, they hit the ground running, doing really well. And so this week will be their first week of taking some of their own sales calls and things like that. So we're pumped, man. Like right now we're doing about 70K a month with me collecting it all. Our next phase is like 70 to 100K a month with other with our guys collecting that revenue. Yep, yep. And uh, have you guys gotten the first one yet where they collect it? Or is that going to be this week, you think? It's going to be it's, this week. It's this yeah. week, bro. And I'm Mike, I'm looking at the uh, board here, the whiteboard. We all got, you know, those whiteboards when it comes to sales. <laughs> I think in the first two weeks, um, we just crossed $24,000 in sets collected. So mm-hmm. those are sets that your team that, you know, our new team now have set for land and that have closed. So now we're okay. transitioning them to setting and closing their own calls. Dude, the, the feeling when you make a sale and you're doing like something completely different, you're like, wow, I was just on the toilet and I just closed a 9K. This is awesome. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good feeling. It's really cool. And that's uh, where we're at right now is like we've normalized what it feels like to make 70 grand in sales per month with our own personal production. 
Now we're at the phase in our business where we want to normalize what it's like to make 30, 40, 50, 70 in other people's production. So it's a new phase of normalizing income uh, yep. that we're really excited to break into. And then next month, 100K, we're going to cross 100K with like a hybrid of our own personal production with the guys. Yep. So really, really excited. That's awesome. Um, and so everything you guys already touched on it, everything that you do is really founded on community, right? And that, that you guys have really, of all places, you developed your community in Facebook groups specifically. So how did you guys decide that, you know, or how did you end up, maybe it wasn't a decision, but it was a happy accident, but how did it start where you realized that like Facebook group is the thing that we really need here and, and that you guys went all in there? Yeah, man. I mean, we kind of stumbled, just like you said, a happy act, like we kind of stumbled upon it. So the three of us, we all met each other through a mutual mentor of ours. His name is Mark Overson. Some of you guys on the line might, might be familiar with that name. And Mark had buying buyers communities, like communities for the clients to cultivate clients. And so the three of us kind of got our start with Facebook groups, but actually working with client groups, not client acquisition or lead generation Facebook groups that are kind of public. And so we started our first Facebook group, January, 2018. Um, didn't know what it was going to turn into. January of 2019 is when we really started selling inside of this Facebook group. Uh, we grew the group up to like 15, 20 grand a month, pretty much all organic without running ads to the group yet or anything like that. Pretty much all organic. And we had other ads that we were running. We were spending like 80% of our time on ads and like 20% of our time on a Facebook group. And the Facebook group was making us more money than what we were making with our ads. And so we're like, what would happen That's if we started crazy. focusing yeah. on this Facebook group? So we went all in on the group, like mid 2019, we started going all in on the group, got the group up to like 30 grand a month in revenue. And then it was like September, October of 2019, when people started hitting us up and we're like, what are you guys doing with Facebook groups? How are you doing this? How are you growing your group so fast? How are you able to monetize the group? The engagement in our groups is some of like the best engagement I've seen inside of Facebook groups. So people were like, how are you guys doing it? Because we weren't teaching groups yet, uh, Mike. We were just, we were teaching our, we, were, we just had offers, existing offers that we were promoting. So we were not yet teaching groups. But then this is where it came to fruition where everyone's like, how the heck are you guys crushing 30K a month consistently like every month with your group? So Landon, yeah. you can continue on there. And so that's when we finally started taking on clients and started teaching Facebook groups to the public in about October of last year. And then what happened, so that was all on a Facebook group called Social Media Entrepreneurs, which is our first Facebook group. And we actually grew that group from zero to about 20,000 people over the span of about two years. The problem that we ran into though with that group was a lot of the people in the group weren't really in our target audience. The folks that we like mm. working with the most are like coaches, course creators, agencies, you know, people with like real businesses. And a lot of the people in the group were kind of like network marketers, MLMers, just people that we didn't really want to work with. So in January of this year, we started our brand new group called Clients and Community. We launched it, had like 500 people join that pretty much right away. Did like 70,000 with that Facebook group the very first month. Now the group's wow. had about 2,000 people and we're doing 70, 80,000 a month consistent with that Facebook group. That's huge. Okay, so the question I have is, how did you guys start selling in your group? Like what was your first strategy and sales process? And then how has your sales process evolved now that you guys have really gotten the opportunity to refine it? I love it, dude. That's great a great question. question. <laughs> so essentially in the beginning with our Facebook group, we made all of the money in the group 
through promo cycles, which is basically, for those of you who are in kind of the internet marketing world, which most of you are, it's basically like a mini launch. You know what I mean? Yep. That we would do like once a month where we do like an anticipation post, like, hey, something big is coming tomorrow. Keep your eyes peeled. And then the next day, it's like, here's the new thing. You know what I mean? And we would do that about once a month. And we'd have bonuses and then we'd have a deadline and scarcity and these things. And so once a month, we kind of do this big rally and promo cycle. And that got us to about twenty to 30000 a month. The problem, though, with what we were doing then was that all of the money that we were making each month was made within like a two to three day window of the month. And so there became a lot of pressure to where it's like, holy shit, like the expenses of the company have grown. If we don't do 20 grand with this promo cycle next month, we're fucked. You know what I mean? And so there's like a lot of pressure around promo cycles. And so a big adjustment that we've made is we still do around one to two-ish promo cycles a month. The other things that we're doing today, though, is we're doing like a setter closer process, which has really been the thing that's taken us from 30,000 a month in our group to 70,000. It's also what's gonna take us to 100 grand. By the end of the year, our goal is to be at a quarter million a month inside of the group. And that's like the setter process, which I can kind of explain if you want. It's pretty, comp there's, a, there's some pieces to it, but I can kind of go through what we're doing right now in our group that's crushing. Yeah, and, and I'd be curious to know kind of, because uh, we see a lot of people do it different ways. Um, so some people will have the question on the way in, like, do you want to have a conversation about XYZ? We actually do that in this group. Uh, some people have the process where they're doing a lot of two-step posts, like, hey, if you want this free thing, comment, give me, and then they put comment, give me, and then they reach out that way. What are you guys doing specifically with setters? I love it, man. So... Uh, with our group, the whole goal of the entire group is to essentially initiate conversations, just like it would be in, in, inside of your Facebook groups and for a lot of you guys on. We have uh, us that sell over the phone. That's how our sales process works. So the entire group is designed to generate conversations. So yeah, when people join the Facebook group, we do have a question that's basically like, we help blank and blank do blank. Would you like us to private message you the details? So anyone that joins the Facebook group has the opportunity to answer yes there. Right now, it's Jaden probably have the exact stats. It's probably like 50 to 70% of the people say yes to that. Yeah, we have anywhere from 60 to 70%, and we track that on a weekly basis. So if we make adjustments to the question, we can kind of like track whether that makes conversions go up or down. Dude, I love that. Um, yeah. So question for you on that, right? Um, when they're coming in, like how many people are typically coming in on the average day or the average week, like or however, what cycle you're tracking it on? Great question, man. So we can talk for a second around like group growth and then we can really chat like selling in the group. So how we grow the group is a couple of ways. Like some of the growth in our group is purely organic, probably like what you would find inside of your Facebook groups, people just talking about our group or we show up in the search or in someone else's group and the suggested. So part of our growth comes organic. Jaden, how many people are we growing by on a day right now? Maybe 30, 40, 50? Yeah, so we're scaling ads on a weekly basis right now. Um, at the moment, we're going by about 30 to 35 per day. 30 Ooh. to 35 per day. Um, and about, again, about half of that, not, probably not even half, probably five to 10 come organic. And then the others are coming paid ads. So we are running paid advertising right towards the Facebook group. Um, Beautiful we, thing about growth, yeah. Mike. And I know I, I heard your response there. You're like, oh, okay, 30, 35 a day. Not all members are created equal. You know what I mean? You don't need high, super high volume 
to make 70 grand to 100K a month, there was times in our business previously where we were growing at 150 to 200 people a day actually making less money because the slippage. So you want to find that balance with the systems and processes that you have to make sure that you're squeezing the juice out of the fruit, you know what I mean? And you're, you're not waste, there's not a lot of wastage. Um, so 30 to 35 a day with our current systems right now are yielding about 70 to 80 grand a month. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's like, with us, we're the same way. Our email list is tiny, like tiny, tiny email lists. And it, we just kill it off of our email list. Like awesome. we, we're usually doing $300 per lead, which is like insane compared to what people are used to doing. And it's, yeah. it's a big part of that. And like every time we let our, lead, our list grow really big, we find that like we, when we cleanse it and we mm. keep it smaller, we're generating more money off of it. So very similar philosophy there. Yep. That makes sense. Less, but better. Yeah. yeah. Less is more. Yep. Um, okay, cool. So with the group selling process, if we were to go back to that, you guys said you implemented the setter closer. And then I think we kind of veered off when we started talking about how they're coming in. We, we mentioned that they're filling out the answer and a 60 to 70% of the people are saying, yes, I want to have this conversation with you guys. Yep. And then, uh, what other sort of levers are you guys pulling to help push that set close model that you guys have been really pushing lately? Love it. So that's number one is right on group join. We get 60, 70% of people saying yes to that. The others, the other things that we do is a couple of things uh, we do. So inside of our Facebook group, we don't do a ton of content inside of our group. Like if you check out our group, we do less content than a lot of groups out there. We maybe do, two, three, four posts a week on average, if that. Uh, but one thing that we do every single week is we host a weekly live stream. Uh, it's every Monday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. So it's every single Monday at the exact same time. The morning of that live stream, we do what we call an anticipation post. So it's like a post that uh, is like, hey, to, kind of like what you did for this li- web, you know, live stream here today, Mike, where it's like, hey, tonight we're going live with one of our clients to share with you blank, 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 and blank, and blank. And it's like, comment if you want us to, if you're going to attend live or if you want the replay. Maybe we'll comment replay so we can get them the replay if they're not able to tune in live. Um, And then on top of um, just the posts in the group, we also will blast it out to our email list and our mini chat list. So we get everyone going to one post to really fuel the posts in the mornings. And so then we'll host a live stream. The live streams that we host are typically pretty like basic. It's a lot of like stories and beliefs or interviewing clients, kind of like, you know, just what you're doing here today. And then at the end, we'll just have a call to action. You know what I mean? To basically spur up conversations. So like at the end, it's like, if we're doing a client interview, it's like going to the comments, like if you want to be the next so-and-so and you want to start working with us directly, we have programs and then we'll do a couple of qualifiers to where it's like, so if you're watching this and you're, and so ours are like, courses and coaches and things like that you have an active you're an active coach you already have a little bit of revenue coming in we'll do a couple of qualifiers drop i'm next in the comments and one of our specialists will reach out to you and we'll see if like what we have is a good fit and so we'll do that at the end we'll typically we get 50 60 70 people tuning in live each monday to that and we'll get like 20 to 30 comments every single monday that our specialists will reach out to and cultivate all week and then usually once every other week, we'll do kind of like a two-step. We call it a honeypot, which is basically just like a post in the group that's like, here's either a free lead magnet. So it's like we have a free training on this, who wants it, or who wants a phone call with us, 
But we do that about every other week. We find that if we do that every single week, it can kind of become gray in the background, kind of white noise. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so some of the the things that I, I think one thing that you touched on that I find really interesting and you like almost took it away from me, but like the big objection that a lot of people are going to have is like, well, I don't want to be creating content all the time, or I don't want to have to be like babysitting people in the group and like some of those things. So what do you see in terms of the actual, I think you've already touched the content creation part, but what about the community management part? Like what, what needs to happen in order to make sure that the community is, is really protected and that people aren't because I mean we all know what it's like to be in a Facebook group where every ass hat is just like posting the value posts and trying to like get clients or your competitors are in there like trying to comment on shit to steal your own leads and like stuff like that so like how do you guys curate the community what are things that you don't tolerate what are things that people sometimes might not tolerate but are actually good things for you like i'm just curious about that part of your community management for sure yeah i could share some uh, some on that so you know in the beginning stages it was just us kind of monitoring the group right it was us like monitoring spam and doing the best we can to keep our eyes on the pulse of what was happening over time we had a lot of people start rallying around like what we were creating. So we, we were able to get some volunteers to help out um, moderators. So we have full-time moderators on staff right now, about six to seven people that have their eyes on the group and they just take rotations and take their time looking through and, and monitoring spam. And we've trained those people uh, to really spotlight what spotlight who we're looking for and what we tolerate inside the, inside the community. And they do a really good job of that. Like we couldn't do what we do today without a, you know, a good team of moderators in place. So when you said full-time moderators, you mean like you pay them for this or volunteer are they just community only. volunteers? Volunteer yeah. only and how we do that. And people might be asking like, I can't get seven people. You actually can when you have a good <laughs> vision and you have value to provide these people. So every Monday, what we do, we do our executive meetings with the company, our sales guys, uh, our customer service. We do all our meetings on Monday. And on the end of that meeting cycle, we have a 15 minute window where we spend time with our moderators, where we ask them if they need insight or help in their businesses. And we plan out the week with them and we give them strategy behind the scenes strategy on what we're doing to build a seven figure company. So they're getting a lot of value being in our presence and being part of a group that is producing six figures a month. That's so cool. they love being a part of our, of our world. That's super cool. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. great value add. And so uh, do they just join at the tail end or do they get to attend the whole fi the whole meeting and then the tail end is really dedicated to the conversation? We have a 15 minute window at the end of the our meeting cycle where we do just spend time with the moderators. They're not really plugged into all of our vision in the business, but they do have a 15 minute cycle where we're kind of retrace what our plan is for the week. We do it every single Monday. We haven't missed it for like a year now. And they love it. They love being a part of it. And it's just our way to give back to the volunteers that put in the work. So they're approving people. They're declining people that aren't a good fit. They're going in there and eliminating spam posts. They're, they're really good at seeing the value sharks, the people that go in there and drop the value for just like clients and stuff like that. The um, other angle that's really valuable about this is this almost becomes like a staff funnel because what you'll start to find happen is there'll be a few volunteers that really kill it, that take it seriously. And we've had like our best staff members, like our current client success manager, our executive assistant. It all came from that evolution of like first stepping into a volunteer position, 
seeing how they operate. And then because they've been operating out of a volunteer for so long, they have such like niche and, and they have such wisdom unique to your company that they just make really, really solid employees. So like some of our, some of our best friends, some of our employees, um, some of our, some of the people that absolutely kill it in our business have, have come from the community, which is the other really valuable thing. Yeah, that's huge. Wow. That's a really interesting point. Um, especially because there's something that you can't replace when it comes to that level of intimacy and trust and like shared values that can only be built over time. You know, there's, there are people that can, can quickly join your organization and plug in fast, um, that you don't know, or that you recruit, like, uh, just if you've done a good job of having a big enough net, but for something like that, there's, there's still an element of time and time is always a, a factor in building consistency and trust over the relationship. And so that's cool. It's a really good way to build that in. Um, now, what about the tolerate? What do you guys just say, fuck you, you can't do this in our group? Like what are sort of the non-negotiables that you've seen really bring down the group? For sure. So when it comes to like content in the group, You've got the people that will provide value and they do it in a really cool way. And they're, they're generating leads from it. We know they're generating leads from it and we're like, okay with it. And then there's other people who provide value and then we'll private message every single like they get, every single comment they get. And that always comes back to us. Every, like they think they can get away with it. It comes back to us every time because one of our moderators will like their post or someone on our team will do it. And so anybody that private messages in that format it's 100% ban kick out. We've got a really quick trigger because we're not like we have 50 new people joining the Facebook group every day. So we're not worried about taking somebody out. So anybody that does a direct pitch, it's an automatic takeout. Then there's other people that just might not know. They might just share a video from their fan, from their page in the group. And we'll just delete the post and send them a little message. That's like, Hey, no outside links inside of the Facebook group. And there's other people though, that they're blatantly selling and pitching and we have a really fast trigger on that, and we just ban and delete. A lot of this too, it, it starts from when a when someone may request to join your group. Like one of the first questions we ask them is like a pre-qualifier is like, this group is for blank. Are you an active blank now, or are you aspiring to become one? So for us, it's like this group is for coaches and course creators. Are you an active coach or course creator or aspiring to be one? And like based on that, that if they say no, or if they don't answer that, typically it's just an automatic then. And then our moderators also check out their profiles. And you can get, after 10 seconds of looking at somebody's Facebook profile, you can typically tell like whether this person's like a value giver or are they, are they a value taker? So like if, uh, when we've implemented more stringent measures on like who we approve into the group, that's also like reduced our overall workload as opposed to just being like approve, 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 just because like right. we're desperate for group members. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a little bit more heavy lifting on the front end helps us really save a lot of time and energy on the back end. So we don't allow people that have like their over, they have like 500 groups they're part of. We don't really do a lot of crazy international third world countries. So we, you know, we typically stick with us, Canada, UK, like the main core countries. Um, and, and yeah, we have our moderators literally look at people's profiles um, they're trained to look at quality and find find people. So we really do a good job of that on the front end to save time on the back. Cool. Um, what about like for you guys, obviously growing groups is sort of your specialty. What are your guys' sense about other people who teach people how to grow groups? Do you bring them into your community? Do you exclude them from your community? How do you think about that? And how should the viewers think about that? Yeah, that's, that's, a, great. A, great, that's a great question. Yeah, I... 
I assume that we have people inside of our, we definitely don't have a rule against it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I assume that we have people inside of our Facebook group that also is in a similar, does a similar thing to what we do. We're just really not too worried about it. You know what I mean? Like we believe in becoming friends with our competitors. You know what I mean? Not out, not allies, not enemies. You know what I mean? And so we're not too worried about it. And it's kind of like, if someone wants to come into kind of our group and kind of like poach from our group, it's kind of like good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's a good approach too. Yeah. And like, I, I get it with, with most people, you know, like a lot of sales reps will come, they'll try and work with us or they'll try to reverse engineer our process and then go do it. And it's like, please try it. Like, please, you have no fucking clue how hard and shitty this is. Like this problem <laughs> sucks so bad. And you think I'm just here making easy money. This is the hardest fucking money I've ever made. Like it, so go for it. Like you, if, if you're not in love with the problem, you're not going to stick with it anyway. If you're just in it for the yeah. payday, like the, that also shows up in your work, you know, whereas like when you really are obsessive on the problem, that's another thing. It just shows up in your work and people can see it and the word of mouth and like everything that comes out of that. It's such a massive distinction, but it's very subtle and it's something that's there on the onset, but it, at the end result of it is so far apart. Crazy. Yeah. No. The other thing, I mean, obviously as business owners, your time's so valuable and we could be spending our time trying to like create protocol and try and monitor that. But really like we just understand that's a thing that's never going to go away. So what we focus on is the things that are in our control, the enhancements that we can make on a weekly basis. And because we're making so many enhancements week to week, like even if somebody's copying us, like we're always going to be ahead because we're constantly focusing on innovation, like within our company, which is also a big kind of value that we share. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now, I know a lot of people who are growing groups, they're using some sort of tool or software. Is there any sort of tool or software that you guys have found has been really amazing for you? Yeah, yeah. yeah we just developed, we just finished creating our own technology uh, that we've been working on for like the last like eight, nine months now called GroupKit, which is kind nice. of like a CRM for Facebook groups combined with taking, so when somebody joins our Facebook group, one of the things that we do is we ask for their email address. Like, yo, we'll shoot you this free lead magnet, type in your email, we'll send it to you. And it's just really hard to get that email address from Facebook into an autoresponder. Before we were using some technologies that kind of did it, but not really, it was using like Zapier and Google spreadsheets and was pretty complex. And so like eight months ago, we're like, let's just build our own. And so we've been developing it, it's finally done. We just, we just released it to the public last week, I think. Um, that'll take the email address directly from Facebook, automatically enter it into the autoresponder, allows you to retarget group members and all that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. really, um, what about like, how, what metrics are you guys tracking? That's something that I'm sure a lot of people here would be wondering. It's like, what are the important things to monitor? It, it sounds like, uh, Jaden, that's kind of where you're, Jaden's the go, you're going hardcore in the numbers on it. Are you like, yes, 60 to 70%. We know exactly. So exactly. I'd be curious to know what yeah. you got your eyes on there. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're tracking the number of joining, uh, the, the number of members joining each week. That's important. So you can say, see if it's going up or down kind of based on marketing. We're tracking the, pers uh, the number of people that give us our email address. And also the number of people that say yes to private messaging. So again, that, that lets us associate like a conversion percentage with the emails we're collecting with the messages that we're engaging in. And that lets you diagnose problems. Cause like if you're sitting 20 to 30% of people giving you their email address, I mean, that probably tells you that the lead magnet you're offering a return 
for that email address isn't converting very well. So you can make a tweak and then you can measure that, that, that progress. Um, so those, those are probably some, some of the biggest. Obviously, we're also paying attention to uh, on the back end when it comes to sales, like how many conversations our, our setter is initiating, how many triage calls are they booking. That lets us kind of start to associate like a, a value to, to group members. Um, so those are probably the biggest things. We, we try to just pay attention to the, to, to the biggest columns. I mean, there's so much data that Facebook gives you and so much data you can really look at. But at the end of the day, data is only as useful as like the decisions and the enhancements it's, it allows you to make. Yep. So right now those, those are the, the biggest things we're finding kind of works best for us. So for you guys, when you're tracking with the setters and how many other people they're reaching out to and whatnot, how are you guys actually uh, verifying that? Because I know that like in some instances where people are dealing with setters, um, you know, they're messaging directly in Facebook. So they don't have quite the optics to know that, hey, this is a real number or this is kind of a fudged number. Um, so what do you guys do to monitor or verify that? Or are you doing anything? Yes. Yeah, so, so we have a Google sheet that all of our setters use and we have a protocol where at the end of the day, they just count up the timestamps on the number of messages that they've sent. So, I mean, it, there's definitely room for, for some human error there. Um, but we feel like some data is better than no data at all. So that's what we use right now. And then we're also working on kind of improving our group kit software so that a lot of that could actually be done internally and tracked automatically because obviously when, when a robot's doing it, I mean, the chances of error goes down significantly. So we're also kind of looking at some ways to kind of automate that moving forward. But right now it's just counting the timestamps of the, of the day inside a messenger and just reporting that on a spreadsheet for each setter. So when you say counting the timestamps, you mean of like that first outreach of the day? And then so it's like, okay, cool. I had X number per day today. And then they plug it into a sheet. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, and then do you have them like, are you doing anything to verify that? Or do you just kind of take their word for it? We don't verify right now the number of messages per day, but we do verify triage calls and then actual sets, of course. And yeah. those are really the numbers that matter the most. So it wouldn't really benefit a setter much to fudge how many reach outs they're doing. Well, that's like something that we want to see. It obviously at the end of the day, what really matters is triages and sets and closes. You know what I mean? And so yep. we don't, I don't think we have a process to verify unless I'm wrong, Jaden. No, I mean, it, nothing's nothing concrete. It, it becomes pretty obvious like if there's fudging happening because we'll look at the number of new members that are joining and at the end of the week compare that with the number of reported messages. And like if there's a huge disconnect, like clearly there's something weird going on there. So like, well, we're kind of cognizant to that, but like we're okay if, if, if the numbers aren't like, like perfect because as Lyman said, we're more concerned with the triage calls and the, and the strategy sessions and everything else. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, especially as you have multiple setters, then you kind of know that, hey, if there's X number of messages, I should get right. this percentage of those to book triages. And then, so you know when someone's math's way off and it's like, I've done 300 messages, but only booked two triages. It's kind of like, hey, I think right. we need to look at something here. Right. Uh, right. So that makes sense. Okay. Um, some of the questions that people had asked. So one was, how do you know what type of content to produce for your free Facebook group versus your paid Facebook group versus mm. your personal profile? Um, and I also will kind of add to that question, which is like, what's your guys' belief about where the free line is? You know, a lot of people say, give your best stuff away for free. A, a lot of other people say, you know, uh, tell them the what, but not the how. What's sort of your belief on free content in a group and the different channels of Facebook being your paid stuff, your personal profile in your group. And then how do you differentiate there? Love it, man. Saves. 
Talk about it, bro. Yeah. I mean, this is a question we get a lot. And this is something that through practice, I mean, me and Landon have done a live stream inside our free group for the past two years straight every single Monday and haven't missed a single day. So think about that, guys, like everyone watching, like put in the reps and you'll figure this stuff out fairly quickly. What we've found is there's there's a balance, right? There's a balance of being able on the free side of content really keeping things principle-based, keeping things fairly broad, but not teaching so much the strategy or the how, it's more of the why and the what. So like, for example, tonight, we're going to be interviewing our, one of our clients that just uh, cracked, I think, $28,000 in, in her free group. She's fairly new to our program and we've been working with her. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to bring her out. We're going to talk about what she's doing and why she's doing it. And we're going to dive into that. We're going to open up things to really provide a lot of value for people. And then what we'll do inside of our paid program is we'll actually bring her into our paid program and teach the how behind it, the real granular strategies to execution, because you can only do so much in a 60 minute live stream, right? Yeah. And there's only so much you can provide. So we really do a good job of teaching big principles, um, overarching principles in the free, in the free content and then really bringing people into more of a refined process inside of our page strategy, very streamlined, very step-by-step, very execute, like go execute and and go crush this thing. Um, But typically in our free stuff, we'll give like one practical strategy, a couple of things that they can go and get results with right away. But there's a balance. I mean, we pour our hearts out either way um, and people feel that. Um, Landon, I'd love to hear your insights on it because we've done a lot of these calls. Um, but I will say like people watch our free stuff and go make money. Um, but if they want to really create big business, if they really want to scale and have that foundation, they join our programs. Um, but what would you say on top of that, Landon? That's perfect. I would say a lot of our free content is belief based. So it's basically like what beliefs do people need to have to become a client of ours? So like they need, like for us, we're teaching Facebook groups. So it's like, they need to believe they need a Facebook group. They they need to believe they need to purchase quickly. So a lot of, even whether it's on live streams or content in the group, it's a lot of like belief based around like the beliefs. So we're teaching a lot of beliefs they must have that would aid them in purchasing our stuff. And the content we're loving right now in terms of live streams is exactly what you're doing right here, uh, Mike, which is client interviews. It's like some of the best, te- like, cause it's like really valuable where a client sharing, you know, the things that they're doing. And so people, they're learning a ton while at the same time, they're edifying our paid curriculums. It's showing our clients that our clients are getting results. So people love watching it. They get value out of it and it sells better than almost anything else out there. Yeah. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. One thing I'll layer on, Mike, I think it'll be valuable for your audience too, is like right now we're in a phase of our business where we do have clients winning. So we're able to bring people out pretty consistently. In the beginning, it was me and Landon saying, hey guys, like here's how we're growing our group by 10 members a day. You know, it's like, hey guys, here's how we made our first $10,000 in our group this month. And hey guys, it was like more proof based on our results. Taking it to the next level is when you show proof of your clients. You know what I yep. mean? Yep, and, yep. and one more thing I'll layer on around content is your, your community will teach you and train you what's hitting them mentally, emotionally, and psychologically. So use your group as a testing ground to throw out different messaging, to test different hooks and angles on the things that you provide. Over time, like Landon had a great tip here, like we really talked a lot about beliefs 
And we found out the beliefs that needed to be cracked over testing in our group. Like we just would throw out messages and all of a sudden, dang, this group blew up by like 200 comments today. Let's turn that into an ad. You know what I mean? Or, hey, people really like this messaging around um, this strategy when it comes to Facebook groups. Let's build this into our curriculum. Like, so use your group as a testing ground because they will teach you and train you what's hitting the nail on the head. You know what I mean? So yeah. we listen to our community a lot. We look at feedback. We, we put content out and we look at data and how, how they respond to that and make tweaks inside of our marketing moving forward. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and for me, when people try and skip the sales call part of the scaling, especially if they're running some sort of service-based high ticket business, it's like they're missing exactly what you're describing, which is mm. that testing ground. And like, there's just, yes, you try to say something a certain way and then you, it hits kind of, and then you just tweak it just a little bit. And then it's like, you'll see, you say this one thing every time. And every time you say it, people are like, oh my God. Yeah. And so like for us, one of the things that we often tell our clients is like, you know, you can train a chicken to climb a tree, but it's a lot easier to hire a squirrel. Right. <laughs> and yeah. every time you say it, it's just like, oh shit. Yeah. That's, that's it. And so, um, and it's like, you guys kind of even experienced it too, right? You brought your friend in. He's, he's a good guy. I'm sure he's not being a douchebag, like, but he, he gave it a valiant effort, but you're trying to train the, train the chicken to climb the tree. And it's like, once you got a couple squirrels in, it's like, fuck, this thing's working way better than I would have expected. Uh, and it's just kind of finding someone who does that thing naturally already and the pace picks right. up. So, um, but that's interesting. And like a group is a great place for that to figure out what is hitting, and then be able to take it at scale, especially because like with the sales calls, the challenge or, or the bottleneck of it is that you can only have one conversation at a time. But mm -hmm. it's also the benefit of it, right? Because when you have one conversation at a time, you really have that intimate feedback loop to know what's working. But with right. the group, you get that scalability of that feedback loop and the messaging, figuring that out and dialing it yeah. in. So that's cool. For sure. It helped because we, we still, we run paid ads right to our Facebook group. And a lot of the paid ads that we run started off as posts inside of our group that hit, you know what I mean? Yep. So it does help refine your paid advertising a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, same thing here for, for us, what we did was people oftentimes will invite us in to teach into their programs. Cause what we're doing is like so different from what most people are doing. So it's a really good compliment. And then we would go in and teach and I would listen to that feedback loop. And it was like, there'd almost always be in one presentation, this thing that everybody latches onto. And it was like, all right, sweet. Then we're going to build that into our pillar content, or we're going to build that into our ads and really yeah. start to lean on that heavy. So that's cool. Um, yep. okay. So a couple other quick questions. Uh, one would be, how do you, uh, bring in traffic if nobody knows about you? So especially in a way to avoid freebie seekers, free content seekers. So you have that higher quality of people. Um, so how do you avoid, or how do you build that reputation when nobody really even knows who you are? Cool. Let's talk about that. So I think there's a, there's a few ways that you can do it. 
There's the organic method, which is kind of like the classic method where you join a couple of Facebook groups that have your, your ideal audience in it. And you go into that group and provide value that like people that you would want to be your client would find useful. We don't believe in going into other people's groups and pitching or going into other people's groups and framing every single person who likes your, your post or anything like that. But you'll just get some natural play, you know what I mean? Where people just naturally friend request you. Then on your profile, you talk about your Facebook group and people just naturally come over to it. Uh, I think the faster way to do it in the way that we do it is through advertising, yep. uh, through running paid ads right into your Facebook group. We do use, so we run ad to a bridge page, then then into a mini chat, then into the Facebook group. But running ads right into the group is probably the fastest way to do it. The main thing you'll want to do there is you want to do a really good job of using verbiage that like your ideal client would be attracted to. So for us, when we first started running ads into the group, it was like, want us to help you blah, blah, blah for free. And it was just like this big freebie thing of like the big claim, you know what I mean? Easy as can be. And so we had people joining the Facebook group and we were getting people joining the group for like a dollar fifty a piece, growing the group by like a hundred people a day that were looking at the profile pictures and we're like, who are, like, where are, who are these people? You I know, didn't know there were so many dogs and cats on Facebook. That's <laughs> weird, man. Like a truck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what we do today is we still, obviously, the group is still free to join. So we talk about that in the ad. But a lot of the verbiage is like more high level that like a higher level person would be attracted to and that our ideal client would be attracted to. So today we're paying, you know, five, we were paying a dollar fifty or so per, per group member then. Today we're paying five to seven, maybe $8 per group member but the group members we're getting are just so high quality that it, like the return on ad spend is still way higher, even paying more per lead. In the beginning of our business, like let's get the cheapest lead possible. Now yeah. it's like, we don't give a fuck about lead costs. Like let's get the best lead possible. Yep. Again, that's great a huge example man. of less is more. Yeah. That's a, comes back to it. And it, it's a huge yeah. myth. I mean, like, uh, there's this sort of fallacy in people's minds that, Oh, if I get leads for $20, if I cut my lead cost to 10, then all of a sudden I'm going to double my leads and I'm going to double my sales. And it's like, yeah, I don't think you've run that much traffic. Cause that ain't how that thing works. Nope. Uh, exactly. cool guys. Uh, so where can people find you if they wanted to learn more? Join our group. Join our group. So we've got our free Facebook group. It's called Clients and Community. Uh, it is an and sign. So if you're searching for it, I think you do have to do the and sign. So Clients and Community. And then it's a group for coaches and course creators. This is kind of the last half. So Clients and Community, a group for coaches and course creators. Feel free to join it. Check out what we're doing inside of our group. Steal some of our secrets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. And uh, any parting words for the people? You know, I, I think if you're watching this right now and you have a group or you're thinking about get a group, getting starting a group, it's time to double down on it. Um, there's a massive transitioning happening on social media right now, and you could probably start to see it if you're not researching it on your own. Um, but you're going to notice a few things. Number one is Mark Zuckerberg, as the founder of Facebook and the team at large at Facebook right now, their number one initiative is to make friends just as or to make groups just as central as friends. He's actually announced that at the F8 conference. And there's some reasons why we've got our beliefs on why they're, they're transitioning Facebook into more of a group platform. Um, but you can see it everywhere. The Super Bowl commercials, the radio ads, the TV commercials, the, the changes on the actual platform itself to feature groups. There's actually a group news feed now. 
So there's a big transitioning happening. We feel in the next two to three years, you can really get ahead of where they're headed to build micro communities um, at large. So if you're watching this, like double down on it, spend time learning uh, why groups are important, why community is important. We really feel like the people that are going to build big businesses over the next, you know, two, three, five, ten years are going to be doing a really good job of creating culture businesses, like community-based businesses that have a culture to it. Um, so we're studying culture at the highest level. We're going all in on building communities, and we feel Facebook groups are just a great opportunity right now, especially with the way advertising, with rising ad costs, with just attention epidemic at large, like people's attention spans are going less and less every day. So we're finding that groups are a really good way to capture that and create that ecosystem. Um, and they've done studies on Facebook that one of the things that Mark just announced recently is they've done studies that scientifically prove that people are happier inside of groups than they are scrolling the random newsfeed. So they're like making adjustments to the platform based on data like science. So really just interesting to think where the internet's headed as a whole and going more from like macro where it's like big mass followings, everyone following you to more micro communities. Um, so we feel that's a huge transition on in the internet right now. And we want to be ahead of that. Yeah. There's a, a couple guys that we worked with and they were partners and uh, the one guy had a 1.2 million person following on Instagram and the other one had a 55,000 person following on Instagram. And the guy with the $55,000 or 55,000 follower audience outperformed the 1.2 million audience every day of the week. Like not even a competition, not even close, like 80 wow. to 90% of their revenue. And they push just as hard on both platforms, but it all came from the smaller audience. So uh, definitely a testament to the small audience. And like with group growth, I mean, there's a few things just to kind of back up what you're saying. The big one is Facebook transitioned their core principle or core value from connection to community because they felt that community was a higher value than connection alone. Let's add yeah. that to our marketing fellas. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. And then a, a in addition to that, just uh, like the actual experience of groups is more fun. You know, like it's crazy how uh, I notice on my feed, everything's groups. Uh, I participate in some groups, especially more like hobby groups. I find more, even more fun in the hobby groups that I'm cool. like kind of like an enthusiast about. Um, and, and it's like when I'm in those groups, that's where I get the most joy while being on social media aside from like obviously the client wins and stuff like that but uh it's it's cool and what you guys are saying is is a big part of it and then the third part to back up just kind of the the betting on community is a the network effects so if you study just math and systems and like how we run our shit in our business are like one of our biggest principles is in data we trust and so everything's mathematical based everything's statistically like based everything is we're running on scientific models and math and uh inside of that like network effects if you just google network effects you study the simple math behind network effects you'll be amazed and then it will make you want to double down on facebook groups so awesome um, dude thanks for taking some time out guys uh I think everybody appreciated it. If you guys have any other questions, uh, just drop them below in the comment. If you're catching this on the replay, drop those questions below on the comment and then we'll circle back and just kind of make sure you guys have all your questions answered. Uh, if you joined us live, thanks for joining us live. I hope you got a lot out of it. Um, what I'd like you guys to do is comment your biggest takeaway 
below. Just what was that like light bulb moment for you? What was that big aha for you? Um, and then share that as well, partly just for your own self, because if you document it, it's going to help make it a part of you. Um, but then as well, so other people can see and we can have a better conversation around that. Beautiful. So feel free awesome. anyone that wants to tag any of us three for questions, let us know. We're in our, we're in your group now. Uh, cool. Mike, yeah. And we'll tag you if, if anything comes in or if you guys got a question in the audience, tag them specifically if there's someone that you want to ask. Love but, uh, it. And I see a few of you guys have joined the group. Theo, I saw you on the live stream. What's up, Sandy? A few of you guys joined the group. Welcome to the perfect. party. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Coaching Sales with Mike and Cody. So you don't miss a single episode. Remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. We'd also be grateful if you left us an honest rating and review. And finally, to claim a free gift for being our listener, visit coachingsales.com forward slash gift.